Hey guys, welcome back to Cover 6. I'm actually kind of doing this podcast today uh, by myself. Um, my partner in crime, Dustin, he's got some things he's taking care of, so it'll just be me today. So uh, Basically, I'm just going to do a rundown of, of you know all of the, the major news going on um, in sports uh, and... I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to start with the NBA and basically go series by series here. Um, and then a little bit of a preview for, for of what's to come. So I'll start with, you know, I'll go by conference here and uh, I'll uh, I'll start with the the Western Conference. Obviously, you know, the Lakers and the Portland Trailblazers, uh, the one against the eight. Obviously, uh, the Lakers really exerted their dominance last night. Uh, I, I felt like coming into the series, I thought it would be either a six or seven game series. Um, I picked the Lakers because I just thought even with as hot as Dame is, their inability to have a true defender for LeBron would be the difference in the series. And you saw that last night. Um, you know, he makes it go. And then Anthony Davis, too, of course, uh, was more aggressive, as you saw, and uh, they really handled Portland, and then Damian Lillard uh, hurt his index finger on his non-shooting hand, so that's another factor. Um, nothing I saw last night, though, changes my mind. I still feel like it's a six- or seven-game series. I still feel like the Lakers are going to ultimately prevail because they are the better team. Uh, in another Western Conference series, uh, the Thunder and Rockets, I thought uh, the first game, um, I thought that the the Rockets really overwhelmed the Thunder. They couldn't get anything going offensively. It was ugly at times, honestly. And then in game two, uh, they put Dort on Harden, and he held him to 2 of 12, 1 of 9 from 3. Closer game, but the Rockets still prevailed. Um, I originally had picked the Thunder to win this in seven games. Obviously, that's looking like that's not going to happen because they got to win four out of five, basically, uh, in order to win the series. It can still turn. I don't think this will be a sweep um, because the Rockets, they're so small that they played that style of game that's dangerous. And to me still, uh, there's no way in my mind they, they can beat uh, a true contending team because of that lack of size, because of their, uh, you know, inability to... Uh, be a legitimate defensive team. I think they've done well against the Thunder, but the Thunder are obviously not uh, the the kind of caliber teams that they would see in the second round or in the conference finals. So, uh, not knocking them. Uh, they're up 2-0. They're playing well. Their defenses play well, but uh, you know, even winning this series, I don't know who they would face next. I don't know if it's the winner of the Mavericks, uh, Clippers, or the or the Lakers. Uh, it is the Lakers. It would be the Lakers. I forgot one four. So they would play the Lakers, assuming the Lakers won. Um, and again, I uh, it, it it would go down to you know Anthony Davis probably plays the five, um, and they don't have an answer for him. They don't have an answer for LeBron either. So ultimately, yeah, they would go back and forth though. I do think it might be six, maybe seven games, but um, but we'll see. I mean, there's a long way between now and then. The Jazz really surprised me. Um, I had picked the Nuggets to win in six. Um, it's looking ugly. And even right now, um, 
it's looking even uglier. <laughs> like it's it's looking real bad right now. Uh, the Jazz are up 25 uh, as I record this uh, in the second quarter, and they they seem to have figured out whatever the key is to beating the Nuggets defense to to breaking it down. Donovan Mitchell is doing his a great point guard impersonation. I mean, but they look like they're about to take a 2-1 series lead and the Nuggets are in serious trouble because not only can't they score against what before the series was a stingy jazz defense in game one kind of quelched that, but these last, you look at it now, six quarters, they've really, really held the Nuggets down. And you have to give them all the credit in the world for that. I mean, this is not a, a bum offensive team. I mean, this is a potential team that comes out of the West, and they've they've handled them so far here uh, through almost halfway through Game 3. So the Jazz uh, really kind of exercising the demons from those previous first-round losses to Houston. I mean, you got to give Quinn Snyder all the credit in the world. Rudy Gobert is eating in this game, um, you know, Give them, give them a ton of credit. Um, the last Western Conference series, the Clippers and Mavericks, and I, this is interesting. I mean, I obviously, you know, I picked the Clippers to to win the championship, uh, but what you've seen in this series is their lack of size is really such a deterrent against a team that possesses Porzingis and Boban, and you have to give credit to the Dallas Mavericks, but this is what I thought this series would be. I still thought it would be six or seven because the difference between this series and every other series is that there's two elite coaches going against each other. So you got two elite rosters and then two elite coaches. And from there, you're going to have a chess match like tonight. How is Doc Rivers going to stop two things? Number one, The bench of the Dallas Mavericks is absolutely murdering the Clippers. And then how's he going to stop the Porzingis pick and roll? Not Porzingis with Luka, not Porzingis, Porzingis with anybody. I mean, I'm watching the game. I'm watching game two, and I'm looking at the looks that his screening is getting everybody, including himself. They don't have an answer for that right now through two games. That, to me determines this entire series. Forget the bench. Forget any of that. They have not found a way to effectively defend him or that offense because of Porzingis. When he screens you, if you switch, it's a wrap because he's 7-3 and he can handle the ball like a guard. If you don't switch, you're risking him going down low, getting an easy bucket, or popping out deep beyond the three-point line or opening up a bucket for Curry or, or or someone else on that perimeter. Luka can see it. It's it's a really interesting matchup. I still, in the end, believe the Clippers will win. Um, I still, you know, Paul George had his worst shooting night the other night, and they were still in the game until, you know, late in the third quarter when they took, you know, they started missing some shots and stuff. But they're making this defense pay. Give Rick Carlisle all the credit in the world. But the only thing that, that Doc Rivers, you know, he's they've got to come up with a way to 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 defend that because if they don't, not only is this series going to be over, but it may be over in a hurry. You know, the one thing that I will say is 
The Clippers, they match up really well with the Lakers. But in terms of what Dallas has shown this, this series, not so much. Now, again, that's what elite coaches do, though. They're gonna, it's going to be a chess match here. You know, Doc is going to come back with something here and figure something out um, in terms of how he can slow that down, how he can stop that. But that's a big question mark in this series. Kawhi's gotten anything he's wanted, but so has Seth Curry on the other side. Luka, they haven't stopped him yet. Um, Paul George, he's got to be more consistent. It seems like every game is going to be, you know, 121 to 115. And that's how life has been in the bubble anyway for most of these teams. You know, not a lot of defense. Um, you know, you got to just try to make stops at the right time depending on who you're playing. And when you got one really elite offense, like the Mavericks, they've got, I would say, probably a good defense, not a great defense. And the Clippers have the potential to have a great defense and probably a good to slash great offense. But they have outplayed them offensively in this series. They have not figured out how to stop their offense. So that's the biggest question. Now, I'm looking forward to seeing Game 3 tonight. Then in the Eastern Conference, the Bucks have split, you know, the first two games with the Magic. Obviously, the Magic pulled a stunner, uh, one game, one handily. And then in Game 2, the Bucks, you know, re-exerted their dominance, obviously, you expect them to win the, the series in five, maybe six uh, at best. Uh, that should be a, 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 a pretty, you know, the talent level isn't even the same. Even if you even if you took Giannis off of the court um, talent-wise. But I think for the Bucks, excuse me, for the Bucks, the problem is Chris Middleton. I mean, is he, these first two games, he's been awful. I mean, he has not been good. Um Obviously, when you're playing a team like Orlando that lacks the firepower, that lacks the talent, uh, you can get away with him pretty much no-showing these first two games. But as you proceed on through the later rounds and you start seeing Toronto and you start seeing Boston and and these other elite teams, that's when it's going to be troubling. You know, Miami. Miami is the perfect team to exploit, you know, Chris Middleton not playing well. I mean... Uh, they've got a number of guys, and their defense is going to ensure that Giannis is not going to, you know, if he's going to get off, it's going to be on a lot of shots. And Middleton, too. I mean, they. it's going to be interesting. I mean, we're, we're going to see here. And then, as I mentioned, Miami, Indiana. I just think Indiana, they take too many mid-range jumpers, and they're like, a, just a, a, they're like one player away from being – Way better than what they've shown, I feel like. You know, Oladipo was was in game two, obviously. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it it was a closer game for sure. But I just, I don't think they have an answer for, you know, how complete Miami is as a team. I don't think it's a good matchup for them, particularly. I don't know who's, I mean, Miami, you know, they're a bad matchup for a lot of teams. But um, I think, again, Eric Spolstra. You know, very good coach. Um, I think they're too much. I mean, Bam, they don't have an answer for Bam. I mean, you know, even if you can slow down the other guys, he's the one that, you know, he's just been eating on Eric Turner and all those guys. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, I I, I picked the Heat in five, and so far, I mean, that's, that's pretty much what it is. Celtics 76ers, this has been disappointing to me. I thought that 
Um, I, I thought the Celtics would win, no question, but I just thought I'd see more from Joel Embiid. But why why should I expect that? I, I've seen a guy, you know, not play hard all the time, take plays off, eat Chick-fil-A before games, you know, criticize himself, say he's going to do better, and it looks like more of the same. I mean, he's the best player on the team. He doesn't even demand the ball. I, You know, they're in trouble. I mean, they're down 2-0. It doesn't look like it's going to get any better. And against a Celtics team that's not very deep and that lost Gordon Hayward and has no size, you know, I <laughs> it, it's amazing that it, it's even the way that it is. I mean, but coaching is, is a part of that too. Brett Brown, I think he's made a few mistakes in this series. But overall, without Ben Simmons, they can't stop the Celtics consistently. And that's the difference in the series. I mean, Tatum is getting whatever he wants, which is – a no-no. I mean, in playoff basketball, your number one job is to stop the other team's number one option if you're on the defensive side of the ball. They haven't even come close to doing that. So, you know, you have to give the Celtics credit, but this may wind up being a sweep depending on how it goes tonight. The last series, uh, the Nets and the Raptors, I mean, this is... It's a beating, all right? I mean, the, the Nets made a closing game, too. But, um, you know, the Raptors destroyed them today by 25. I don't really need to spend much time on this, to be honest with you. I mean, this is this is what I expect it to be. It, it really is. It's not, a, it's not a surprise. It's not a shock. Um, you know, but uh, the Raptors look like you know, on Sunday they'll be moving on and, and more than likely to see the Celtics in the second round. We'll move on to the NHL now. Um, again, I'll go conference by conference. And I'll I'll start out with the Eastern Conference uh, in this particular uh, format. Um, the Islanders beating the Capitals in five games. Didn't see that coming. Really thought the Capitals would, would, would be better, but Give the Islanders credit. They're really good in their system. Um, to be a legitimate team like the Caps is is huge. Um, you know, they slowed down their stars. Kuznetsov and Ovechkin really were the only ones that did anything, but it was very little. Um, they destroyed Braden Holby throughout the series. like, And they bowed out. You know, they really bowed out, and they really they outplayed them. I mean, give them, give them a ton of credit. I had picked the Capitals to win. Um, but the Islanders, you know, another young team that that's up and coming here and, you know, give them credit. I mean, they, 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 they beat the Capitals convincingly. This is a team that's won a cup and they've, they handled them. I mean, they really did. I mean, give them, give them a ton of credit. Barry Trotz gets his revenge against his former team that for some reason he wins the cup and then they don't resign him. I, it's got to go down as one of the biggest mistakes in, in franchise history. I don't. That's a no-no, you know. Uh, but hey, you know he 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 showed them what they were missing. I'll tell you that much. Moving on, um, the Canadians and Flyers has been a, a up and down emotional series. Tonight is Game Six. Canadians staved off elimination. I picked them in seven when it was one-one. Um, obviously, the Flyers are the better team. There's no question. Yeah, they're the number one overall seed, but 
it's definitely more than that. Uh, you know, Carter Hart, I don't think he's better than Carey Price, but I mean, he's right there. Um, but the Canadians, they're young, you know, they're just as young and, and, you know, I, I feel like they'll force a game seven tonight. I do. I think that they just continue to battle, continue to fight. Um, you know, I, (laughs) Alan Viginal is, is, is this guy is something else, you know, and he's got to stop talking and just close the series out, you know? Um, but we'll see, you know, Niskanen got suspended, uh, for the hit that, that, that gave Brendan Gallagher a broken jaw. I mean, I, I don't know why, you know, 513 left. It's, it's unnecessary, you know, uh, it should have been a, 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 a penalty at the time, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think Canadians will take that. I think they'll take the suspension, you know, but they had to do something because that was a big call. I mean, that was a call that, that if the Flyers come back and, and, uh, and eliminate them or something, the NHL is looking real stupid and saying, oh, we missed the call, which is obvious, you know, but that call, you know, not making that call could have changed everything. You know, now the Canadians, they, they finished it, fortunately, but those are the calls. You can't miss a cross check to the mouth. Like, like I don't, I don't care. Like, there, there's nothing else in the building besides mm-hmm. those five guys. You know, and so, you know, give them uh, uh, a credit for 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 almost like a makeup call. You know, they 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 did what they were supposed to do here, and 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 you know, they I think they had to suspend them, even if you don't, even if you don't think it's right, because they missed that call on the ice. You 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 can't live that down. You can't because you cross check the guy. He breaks his jaw. It's not like oh well, all he did was you know he chipped the tooth or you know no. I mean this is this is serious. He broke his jaw. Like that Im- Im- that impairs him on the ice, and you miss that call. Blood everywhere. You miss that call. You can't. You have to do something. So the NHL did do something, and 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 they should have. This is I'm intrigued by this series though. I I can't wait to. To, to, to see what happens here. Um, then we have the Hurricanes and Bruins. Um, the Bruins, I, I had picked them to win even when everybody else was really high on the Hurricanes because they had such a good qualifying round. Um, I wasn't as sold. I The Bruins... They just have that harder champion in them. I mean, they really do. I mean, they. This is a team that's been the three Stanley Cup Finals in this decade, and you can't underestimate how good they really are, um, even without Tuka Rask. I mean, uh, they're they're really good. <laughs> they are, by all intents and purposes, the the best team in the league, or or top three at the very least. Um, so I had picked the Bruins to win in six. And they won in five. <laughs> like, but the Hurricanes are, are a really deep team, and it's it's not a knock against them. It's just that when, when the playoffs hit, the Bruins turned it on. And, and once they turn it on, I mean, they're, they're as hard to beat as anybody. So give them all the credit in the world, um, you know, being able to, to withstand, uh, you know, the, the Hurricanes being as a talented team as they were. But I just think the Bruins are too deep. They were just too deep, in my opinion, and now – you know, they move on. 
as do the Tampa Bay Lightning, you know, getting a little bit of revenge on the Blue Jackets. Um, I picked the Lightning to win the Stanley Cup, so obviously every series uh, from here on out, um, you know, I, I have them uh, advancing. And for, for me, to watch this team, I... First of all, I, I, I became um, a fan of theirs when, when the Hawks played them in the cup final. You got to see how deep they were, um, to see to see how talented and deep they were. Uh, I, I thought that one of the most important things for the Lightning uh, was learning from last year. And when you're a number one seed, okay, and you get swept, okay, and first of all, that never happens, right? One of the things that you have to do is you have to learn how to be better. and Because they got swept basically because they weren't a physical team. They remind me of the Kansas City Chiefs in that they were all offense. And unlike the Chiefs, uh, they had played defense before, you know. Um, that's how they got to the cup final. But, you know, the year after they go to the East final, and Washington winds up winning the cup, and how they beat them in seven games, they beat them up. I mean, there's no question. They beat them up, and the Lightning had to figure out, okay, how are we gonna, how are we gonna combat this? How are we gonna get better? And then they kind of got into just playing with so much skill. But when they got to the playoffs, you can't just play with skill. It's the same thing in all playoffs. When you get to the playoffs, you have to have physicalness to your game. It doesn't matter what the sport is. You have to be a physical football team if you're gonna wind up winning. The championship and they went out they signed Zach Bogosian uh they signed um um man I cannot think of this kid's name <laughs> but they signed a lot of guys uh that would give them that physical presence and you could see against uh Columbus that it was it was Tampa Bay who wore them down it was Tampa Bay who was playing that physical game and 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 proving to themselves that they could do it. And I think in training camp, they had done it. You know, I mean the restart training camp that that they had kind of picked up where they left off. You saw uh, in the in the four restart games that they were out playing everybody. They lost the last game, but they were out playing everybody. And to be able to play that physical style, and then to mix it with a Kucherov, uh, a Headman. You know, I mean. To mix it with, with as much talent as they had or have, it it makes you an incredibly well-rounded team when you have a Veselevsky in goal that is always a Vezina Trophy candidate. So, to me, I feel like they're due. Uh, and that's why I picked them. I mean, yeah, I think they are the most talented team left. Uh, that's part of it. You know, Braden Point. You know, nobody talks about him, but he was the leading point getter in the series. And... I mean, this team is so loaded, and Stamkos isn't even there. But that's how good they are. They can win the cup without him, you know. And and that's that's why I picked them, though. And and they finally got, you know, their other lines going in Game Five. I think what was interesting is Torts changed up who he is. He decided to get his demon involved in the rush, and they scored more. But they also started trading chances with Tampa. And you can't. Tampa's not that. You can't trade chances with Tampa. You can't. If you trade chances with Tampa, you're going to lose that every single time, and they wind up losing in overtime off a turnover, which, you know, if you've been listening to me and Dustin, that's been one of my bugaboos. You know, a really bad turnover, too, right in the own zone. 
Uh, I think it was Sorelli that threw the pass to point and point finishes the series off with a nice little uh, backhand goal. But this team to me, they're the most complete. They're the best team. And I feel like they're going to take the whole thing. They have everything it takes. Um, but we'll see. I mean, obviously, um, you know, you need some, some, I don't want to say luck, but uh, you need some, some things to go your way too, <laughs> obviously. Um, and, and so far, they, they've done a great job of that. And then the last team uh, in the East, or I'm sorry, we actually got to shift over to the West now. That's that's my bad. Um, and the Stars and Flames, obviously, I picked the Flames here in, in six or in seven, and I just, they go up 2-1 in the series, you feel good, and then the Stars just turned on this gear, and they just start just wrecking the Flames goaltender, like, <laughs> and especially last night, I mean, the Flames go up 3 nothing and lose 7-3, I mean, that's, wow, I give the Stars credit, though, I mean, they have those guys. They have Ben. They have uh, Niskin, and they have uh, Tyler Sagan. They have uh, one of my all-time favorites uh, from the the San Jose Sharks, uh, Pavelski. Um, this is this is who they are. I mean, they can score with anybody. You know, uh, give them all the credit in the world. The Flames still a young team. You hope that you know. They can get over this. They can rebound. But remember last year, they were the number one seed. And, and they got outplayed and, and pretty much swept as well. So, I mean, who knows where they go from here. This might be the end for this core. Um, with, you know, to Chuck and Gaudreau and um, Brody and, and, and Lindholm and, and, and Black, Backlund and Lucic and all the Monaghan, all these guys. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if Cam Tappas the guy. All I know is what I saw those last few games from him was not good enough. And so the Stars move on to the second round, give them all the credit in the world. The Blues and Canucks, probably maybe the best series uh, out of all of the series. Um, the Canucks go up 2-0. The Blues find their mojo and, and storm back, take the next two games, and then they're up 3-1 in Game 5. And the next thing you know, Vancouver just storms back, wins the game. They're in control of the series. Um, you know, you got to give the Canucks all the credit. This is a young team. Uh, I am not sure who I picked to win this series. I, 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 If I had to guess, I think I picked the Blues to win this series. Um, but the Canucks... I was rooting for them. I, I was. They they have such a young, good team, um, and this this game tonight is going to be telling. Um, it really is because J T. Miller, you know Jake Bertanen, and 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 Tyler Mott, and all these guys. I mean, they've got so many talented guys that are young. Jacob Markstrom, the goalie, um, really, really has has made some really big key saves, and you know. It's amazing to see these young guys outplay them. It really is. Um, especially when you're down 3-1. This series is probably over if the Blues win game five. 
I mean, it probably is is literally just, I mean, there's no chance for them to come back. They're a young team. You know, they're already kind of down that they didn't finish it. Um, especially after they had talked after game three, they were like, hey, we're eager to get back. We feel like we blew it. We gave it away. And then the Blues just blew them out of the building in game four and basically took control of game five, but they didn't finish. And they say that <laughs> they fell asleep. I, I like that. Um, but... You know, it's a it's a huge game. It's a huge game. Um, the Canucks, they have shown that they can play with anybody. If you can play with the Blues with their high-end skill, I mean the Canucks, the high-end skill that they have, the speed that they have, man, I, I tell you, if they get this win, they're the dark horse to go to the Stanley Cup Final. They're that good. They are that good. They've come in. And from the jump, they have played like a team that belongs, not a team that's never been there. Um, and their power play is so dangerous. Like, it really is. Um, Elias Peterson, I mean, it's... it's They got so many guys, man. But, you know, that that's one heck of a series. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to, 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 to watching that game tonight. The Stars and Avalanche. I'm sorry, that's next round. <laughs> the Avalanche and Coyotes. This was a mismatch from the jump. I picked the Avalanche at five. They went in five. Nathan McKinnon, I... He makes me wish I was an Avs fan again. I, I used to be. Um, wow, they're good. <laughs> I mean, the Avs... The Avs are so good, man. They are so good. They can scorn anybody. Um, and McKinnon... You know, I don't know if I can say this about anybody else in the entire field, east or west, but he looks like he's on a mission. I mean, he looks like he wants a Stanley Cup. When you watch him skate, he I mean, he's like a demon coming out of the skate. I mean, just just turn if you don't if you don't watch NHL or you've never you never if you've never watched any NHL I mean, just type in Nathan McKinnon. That's all you got to do. And I guarantee you, he will have you become a fan. Maybe of the Avs, too. Because he is a just... He's he's like a... He's a top five player. But he's just... He's insane. I mean, it's... It, I'm running out of words to describe the guy. I mean, he's, he's, he's an unbelievable superstar in this league. And the sport could not be in better hands with a guy like him. He is... A phenomenal player, phenomenal player. Um, really deserves everything that he gets in terms of it being good. He's a really hard worker. He's only 24. The Avs are in such a good position for a long time. Um, but yeah, they move on. They're going to play the Stars. What a series that's going to be! It's going to be up and down, and and <laughs> I mean, it's going to be it's going to be pretty incredible uh, to watch that series. But they were the better team here. This one wasn't really close. It shouldn't have been, and and, and they closed it out. Uh, Golden Knights and Blackhawks. I thought the Blackhawks, I, all along, I thought they'd lose the series. There's no question. But I thought that the turning point of the series might have been game four. The Hawks are up 2-0, and there's like two minutes left in the first period. And they give up a goal 39 seconds later. That that was it for me. I, I think at that point I knew. I knew that they're not going to make it out of the series. Because even though they were down three games to none, Kaner 
had missed so many open nets. Dabrinkit had so many shots. They had so many opportunities to take control, and they just didn't. And then in 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 that game, obviously Kane and Dabrinkit scored, and uh, it's three three. But Vegas is so well rounded. They're so good. Uh, you know, they've got two goalies to choose from. Um, but all of a sudden, even though you you win this series three games to one, the first game. The, f- the first game, they dominated. But game two, game three, they didn't. Um, game four, obviously, they lost. Game five, they barely won. So I think whoever sees Vegas in the next round is kind of looking at them and saying, okay, you know what? The Blackhawks showed some things against them that maybe we can use, you know? Um, and it, it's it's going to be interesting. But they're, they're probably the most well-rounded team maybe in the entire NHL playoffs. So even as I say that, I mean, I'm not saying that this team has legitimate weaknesses. They don't. That's what makes them so good. Um, you know, they've got a, a really incredible uh, first line, really incredible second line, really incredible third line. They go four deep. You know, Marsha saw uh, Riley Smith, and I don't. I, I forgot. It's either Stone or Carlson on that first line, and they they're incredible. Nate Schmidt's been one of my favorite players for a long, long time. Uh, dating back to when he was with the Caps, loved him to death, love him. Um, but they win this series; they deserved it. They are the better team, um, and they're going to move on. And then, I did I get everybody? I think I got everybody. I did. Okay, I got everybody in the NHL. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting uh, to, to to watch these these playoff series play out. Um, I think that that's what makes sports great is that we don't know right i mean <laughs> we we don't know that's why we watch you know um wow oh boy this says that the mets are the latest team to have games postponed due to covid-19 two members of the mets tested positive for the coronavirus wow unbelievable this corona is really uh really upsetting uh everything it really is and uh you know marlins cardinals and now the mets and it's huge uh it's absolutely huge because now more games have to be postponed it affects an american league team and a national league team unfortunately um it's gonna be crazy it seems like every it seems like at the end of the year some teams will play 60 some 50 some 40 some 30 like it it, it's gonna be wow Uh, it's it's crazy it really is um, the Timberwolves won the number one pick. Um, obviously, Golden State won the second one. I can't understand that. I know they had one of the worst records, but I mean, there's no way they should be number two. You got to make them number three. I mean, you can't give a team that's won three championships in four years the number two pick. They have the lowest odds, but you shaft the Knicks and give them eight. Like, it's. I, I don't get it, but whatever. Um, the Cavs. Fell, fell to number five. That's what I mean. I mean, they, they, they. I don't, I don't understand. Um, in my opinion, Minnesota and getting this number one pick, they may be the team that 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 probably didn't want it the most. If that, if that makes any sense. And the reason I say that is because the best player is a big. He can't shoot. Your best player is a big. He can shoot. The league goes small all the time, so you can't take him 
there's other prospects, but LaMelo Ball has bus written all over him. You know, um, it, I, you know, you, I, I just don't think you can take Wiseman. Um, you know, Obi Toppin, obviously, you know, if you take him, you know, can he, can he, can he guard, you know, threes and fours and twos and all that, you know, so you, you probably can't take him. Lamella Ball to me, again, he's never finished anything and I'm sorry, excuse me. Um, how much can you judge from this kid? I mean, he's only been part of a team for a few weeks at a time. His long range accuracy and shooting is poor. His mechanics are terrible. He he has a lot of promise, obviously, but is that worth the number one pick? I mean, I he's the one to me. If if I'm a GM in any of these rooms, I can't touch him. I can't. And I don't even base it off Alonzo. Everybody thinks it's oh, it's because it's a ball, it's a ball, it's a ball. No, it's because I'm looking at this kid, and yeah, he has a ton of talent, but. I'd much rather take a guy like Sadiq Bey, where I know what he is, you know, and yeah, he's got things to work on, but at least I know exactly what he is. I saw him under the tutelage of a good coach, right? You know, or I take Devin Vassell from Florida State. He's probably my favorite player in the draft this year because here's a guy who can do everything. He can ball handle, he can pass, he can shoot, and more importantly, he can play defense. He doesn't take a lot of shots. But at 6'6", if you're a well-rounded player at 6'6", I can do a lot with you in today's NBA. I mean, he may even be, you know, a a, a small ball three or four, depending on his length and athleticism. You know, and that's what I mean. I mean, I'd rather take a sure thing if I'm the Timberwolves because they can't afford to miss. The problem with the Timberwolves is twofold. All right? The problem with them, number one, is... They have no defense. So when your best two players are bad defenders, that's an automatic issue. So it it prevents you from taking another guy who's exactly like that, right? Because you can't get the stops with Cat or 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 um, D'Angelo Russell. Like you're you're not going to be able to consistently stop Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Steph Curry, you know Chris Paul, even in his in his uh, older age, and then. Of course, on his team, he's got Shea Gillis Alexander, you know, Kyle Lowry, um, you know, Malcolm Brogdon, all these guys, all these point guards that you're going to be defending or 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 it, or these twos that you're going to put them on because you don't want them to get eaten alive at the point, but they're just going to hunt the switch, you know? So, I, they have a, a tough, tough, uh, dilemma because at some point if the Timberwolves are going to win they're going to have to stop somebody (laughs) and when your best two players that's not their forte then in this draft either you trade these picks and get some defenders on your team that can shoot or something or you 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 take the number one pick but who are you going to make it if it's not you can't make it a big I just don't believe you can do that in today's NBA because Cat is at his best at center you know and then you have to think about if, if you take him, can he guard, you know, Carmelo Anthony's of the world or, you know, these guys that are really small ball fours like LeBron, like Kawhi, Paul George? Can he guard those guys? Probably not. 
you know and then you say okay well maybe we can switch them can cat guard the no so you're at a dilemma that's what i mean i mean it's not an obvious thing for minnesota to get this pick bulls are four hope to god they don't touch lamello ball but we'll see <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see i i've seen a lot of rumors so far about golden state and and trying to trade for og and pascal siakam and it's amazing to me how the value of players seems to go higher when the media or one of the media's darling teams wants that player. So what did we hear after the finals about Pascal Siak? Oh, he's not that good. Oh, he was only getting those buckets because of Kawhi. But now, now that he's legit, like he showed you, I am a superstar. Now it's, oh, man, he'd be perfect for Golden State. No, he's perfect in Toronto. OG Anobi, same way. No, they're not going to. Usai Majiri is not going to do that. They were talking, oh, they give him the number two pick for for um, for OG. First of all, Masai's not taking that. <laughs> because what OG is right now is probably better than any of these draft picks. Like, if you're asking me, am I saying OG is better than they are? Yeah, I'm saying OG is better than any of the draft picks right now, including Wiseman. Because we don't even know what Wiseman is. He got kicked out of school. Right? So he's got developing to do. And then on the on, on the flip side of that, obviously you could take the trade and then make a trade. But the Raptors are contenders. What would giving up OG, who probably is going to be guarding Tatum, Giannis, all these guys... How how does that help you in the East? <laughs> it doesn't, you know. So again, it's it. The media is is hilarious. I I love the media. They're 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 unbelievable. Um, Alex Smith, um, being cleared. Some of the best news I probably heard in a long long time. Um, he's been my favorite player for years, and obviously I'm I'm extremely happy for him and. Uh, he has a legitimate chance at the job. He does. I mean, it's not like uh, Dwayne Haskins is a, a world beater. So he's got a shot. And if he wins it, hey, you know, I, I'm rooting for him every step of the way. Hopefully I get the opportunity to see him play. That's what I've always wanted. And, um, you know, he's comeback player of the year no matter what. I, I'm thrilled for him. He went through a lot. Um, and, man, I, I, I got emotional when, when I – when I saw the news, so I'm so happy for him, and and I wish him nothing but the best. I'll I'll be I'll be watching every step of the way for him. You know I support him so much. Um, let's see. Obviously the the. The issue with college sports, um, I I think I'm going to have a separate podcast on that. Um, I have a really good reference uh, that I'll that I'll do some research on and stuff, and I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna get that out to you guys, um, and I'm looking forward to that. That's a that's a great discussion to have um, with college sports and the, the state that it's in, and the corona and all that, and. Um, that's a that's a big one. I'm definitely gonna 
I'm going to definitely uh, get that up for you guys uh, pretty soon there. I'll see where, where Dustin is, see where we're at with that, and and because uh, that, that's going to be a real good pod. So um, I think that's all, guys. I'm not going to bore you to death here. Um, I uh, Just so you know, if you want to if you want to hear me, um, I'm on Podbean now. Uh, the, the name of the podcast is Hash Time with D. So if you guys uh, still want to listen to me, send in questions or anything, that's where I am now. Um, don't think that I just forgot about my listeners. I didn't. Appreciate you guys' support. Um, you guys make it make it fun to do this, and we enjoy it. So uh, I hope that I can see you. Uh, my, my Twitter handle is at Edmondantes251. That's uh, E-D-M-O-N-D. And then D A N T E S two five one. I'm on there. You can add me. You'll see a, a link to the podcast on my on my Twitter page. Um, and uh, I hope to see you guys again next week. And you know, uh, hopefully, you guys have enjoyed these these playoffs and the NFL season's coming up. And obviously, me and Dustin, we're gonna we're gonna definitely be breaking that down pretty soon. Uh, our picks and all that stuff. Our team previews. All those sorts of things. So I appreciate you guys listening and everybody enjoy their weekend.